guys, welcome to another episode of the Republic of Arsenal podcast. Um, yeah, uh, this is the aftermath to last night's game against Burnley. Burnley hadn't beaten us for 46 years since 1974. Uh, they did manage to beat us in an FA Cup game back in 2008, but as far as the league is concerned, 46 years. Yeah, 1-0 to Burnley. Um, we've now lost four home games in a row for the first time since 1959. We sit 15th in the Premier League with seven defeats this season. Burnley picked up just their second win of the season last night. Um, we hadn't conceded from a set piece up until this game. So look, we were breaking all sorts of records lately. Um, look, uh, I guess one positive, Aubameyang found the net. Uh, with a header, unfortunately it was the wrong end of the pitch, um, club captain scoring the only goal of the game in his own goal for Burnley, so uh, yeah, disaster, um, you know, before this game we were hearing you know, reports of a dressing room crisis, uh, David Luiz and Arteta apparently no longer on speaking terms, Um David Luiz is a big influence, and we learned a lot from his Chelsea days that he has got a huge say in the dressing room. You know, he's a he's a great player to have on your side, but can cause issues for an under fire manager as he is well liked and respected by the players. You know, this this game comes following Arteta already showing us some cracks um, in in a press conference uh, following that Dundalk win. He was asked a pretty straightforward question about you know how he wants his team to set up and play. Uh, he was asked by one of the reporters, you know, there, there was a, a lot less crosses in this performance. You know, is that how you want your team to play going forward? And it was a pretty blunt, blunt yes is all we got. He didn't really elaborate. And then, you know, later on the press conference went off at a, a couple of the reporters as he, you know, he said a, a couple of them were laughing on the video, the video call. It, look, it's it's the sign of a guy who's obviously feeling. You know, feeling the pressure. Um, relegation has been talked about this season. Um, admittedly, I laughed it off, saying, "But look, we're at least better than the likes of Sheffield United, Burnley, and Fulham." After yesterday's results, I'm a bit more concerned. You know, Fulham managed a one-all draw against league champions Liverpool, and yeah, Burnley beat us. So look, we'll uh, get into the lineups. Uh, nothing. Two unexpected Leno, Holden, Gabriel, Bellerin, Tierney. And then he came back in after his rocket of a goal against Dundalk. Uh, Granit Xhaka, William, Saka, Lacazette, and Aubameyang. Uh, before kickoff, you know, I said to myself, let's see, will Arteta shake things up a bit? I lived in hope that we'd see guys like Emil Smith Rowe, uh, following Balogun, and Easy Maitland Niles. But it was just more the same. Same old faces giving us the very same talking points. You know, why the reluctance to try something new? I just don't understand. Look, we started okay. Nothing overly exciting in the first half. We presumed that Burnley would sit off and feed off of any scraps that they could. They're not a counter-attacking side and they don't really possess any great pace going forward. Being honest, they're a team of big lumps. Uh, just big, tough tackling side going to get stuck in and just be more of a nuisance than anything else. Uh, their only real show I felt was going to be, you know, from a set piece. 
we we had our chances while again we did look quite cross heavy at times i did see some nice little patches of play again quite obvious what we were going to do with the ball it was out wide to Tierney or Bellerin bit of link up play with William who looked a little better in this one um, at the same time he was he was allowed a lot of time on the ball um, our first real chance started at the back a Rob holding ball to Bukayo Saka who drove forward from the halfway line evaded the tackle played a clever ball out wide to Aubameyang uh, Alba sent uh, a good cross towards William who was unmarked in a lot of space and he smartly headed the ball into Lacazette to line up a volley which he completely misjudged and made an absolute meal of a, a chance that an informed striker would have taken no problem but the chance that a guy lacking in confidence misses all day long you know there was a bit of a scuffle for the loose ball which eventually Arsenal won a corner from big big chance but the signs looked good. There, there was positives. Um, our next big chance came, you know, from the aftermath of an Arsenal corner. Rob Holding still in the Burnley penalty area. Bakayo Saka floated a very good ball in over the top. Holding made a nice strong connection, but sent the ball flying wide. He should have at least tested the keeper. Again, wasted opportunity, but we were showing signs of, you know, some form of creativity. Probably our best chance of the half started with Granite Jacket in midfield. Played the ball into Lacazette, who came pretty deep to receive. He spotted the run of Bakayo Saka, whose touch let him down. But luckily, we had Tierney on the overlap. Tierney played a very good cutback into the path of Lacazette, who fired straight at Nick Pope. And it was a good stop by Pope with his legs. But that was on a play for Lacazette. Again, my feeling is that an informed striker puts that in the back of the net all day. Lacazette is a man going through the motions at the moment. You know, I, I noticed the, the crowd was getting a bit impatient, as you can understand. Uh, the silence was creeping back in around the Emirates, so much so that you could you could hear a really irritating humming sound around the ground coming from the water pump filtering out the rainwater. So that was basically the first half, nil all at the break, but not for lack of trying. On another night, we could have been a goal or two up coming in at the break. Still so, so much room for improvement, but at this point, I really felt like we could take this one if we came out strong in the second half. And to be fair, that, that is what we did. Kieran Tierney had a nice chance. Ball played into him by Aubameyang, but unfortunately came on his, his weaker right foot and he, he didn't get the power he would have liked. Easy enough stop for Pope. Um, Tierney's just so good on the overlap. He, he really offers a solid attacking option. I've seen slight criticism of his final ball when he gets into the box. My initial feeling on this is that perhaps with a more attack-minded player who would be you know, making a move into the box, anticipating a low ball or a cutback, you know, that, that could benefit an awful lot. Um, right now, it seems like Lacazette isn't getting into the, into the right places. Aubameyang is ahead of the play. But we're really missing you know, an Aaron Ramsey type of player whose natural instinct would be in the right place at the right time, making those forward runs into the box. We really are missing that guy. The signs did remain positive. Even Aubameyang managed to win a header in the box from a better cross. Again, weak header, easy for Pope, but it was positive. At this point, we looked in control. I felt if we kept up the tempo, we'd eventually get a reward. And then, just before the hour, come at the hour, come at the man, granite fucking Xhaka. Okay, so you know how sometimes when a team breaks away, 
and it looks as though the move could potentially end up with an attack on your goal. Sometimes the clever thing to do is concede a professional foul. You know, take the yellow card, bring the man down, break up the move, and regroup. In this instance, Burnley broke with the ball, well inside their own half. McNeil made a run across the pitch. At this point, we have Elneny, Bellerin, Gabriel, and Holding all back in our half. And McNeil was running into the path of Kieran Tierney anyway. It wasn't likely that the move was going to result in a Burnley breakaway. And let's be fair, they haven't much pace in the team anyway. What does Xhaka do? Xhaka does a Xhaka. He extends a leg, sticks out his arms and takes the man down. Okay, fair enough. If he felt that the break was on, fair enough. But the reaction after was just absolutely criminal. McNeil, understandably upset, confronts Xhaka, who loses it altogether. The players get involved, try to break it up, and Westwood runs into the middle of it. Shaka trips, gets up and grabs Westwood by the throat. Look, it was Pepe against Alioski all over again. The guy went down like he'd been shot, but still, you're an experienced player. You know the rules. We keep getting drawn into these silly situations, and teams know how to rile us up, and we prove time and time again we're a soft touch. I can understand passion and being annoyed at the situation the team is in, but this is the reaction of a team that's chasing a game that's one or two goals down. We were very much on top of this game at this point, so the reaction was absolutely uncalled for. Referee goes to VAR. We knew it was going to end the red card. Xhaka, where does this leave him? This reminds me of Matteo Ganduzzi against Brighton last season. We saw him frozen out of the team and subsequently loaned out to Hertha Berlin. I didn't agree with Ganduzzi that day, but look, he's a young kid. He's going to have those moments. This is where you need your senior heads like Xhaka to pull these kids aside and make it known. This isn't how we do things here. Like If this is how a former club captain, an international and experienced player carries on, can we really be that surprised when the, the young lads act out? Like who's there to pull them up over these actions? I see no obvious leaders in this team. I see experienced guys who are just too nice. I see guys laughing and joking around the training ground in all the pictures and videos posted by the club's media team. I can see guys like Aubameyang, David Luiz, like they've great time for the young lads, always smiling, always talking, which is great. Like we want our young guys to feel part of the group. However, look, who takes charge when someone steps out of line? Like when do we see a player getting absolute bollocking on the pitch for a straight pass? Or a stupid tackle. When do we see Aubameyang get annoyed at a teammate for not playing the ball quickly enough? We see a couple of moody faces. But like, where's the Tony Adams player that's going to scream and show all game long from the back? You know, where's this intimidating leader figure like we used to have in Patrick Vieira? Where like you'd be afraid to let this guy down. You know, these guys haven't existed at this club for a very long time. In terms of Xhaka... It's got to be one rule for everyone. You know, Pepe had to learn the hard way and he was very lucky that we had Europa League fixtures. Otherwise, I don't think we'd be seeing him this side of the year in an Arsenal shirt. It's a huge opportunity for Arteta to make a statement to the team. You know, he said in the past that your place has earned no merit and I don't feel Xhaka's performances on the pitch have merited his place in the team and you certainly can't justify his actions here. You know, the experienced players have been trusted time and time again by Arteta and time and time again, they've let him down. 
So going down to 10 completely changed the course of the game. And Burnley were growing in confidence. It just became more of what we've become used to. You could sense as the game went on, there was a goal coming. Earlier in the game, the commentator had said that Arsenal hadn't conceded from a set piece this season. But look, we seem to be all about breaking records lately. Burnley swung in a corner, 73rd minute, and Aubameyang, who we all said was no good in the air, proved us all wrong, headed the ball into the net. Aubameyang's long-awaited return to the score sheet finally came in the form of an own goal. 1-0 Burnley. He actually couldn't make it up. The club captain can't score a goal to save his life. Apparently can't head the ball, and all we do is cross it into him. He goes and scores an own goal, and it's a header. And you just felt there and then, but look, that's that. And that was the case. We just never looked like we were going to find an equaliser. And to be honest, we, we never should have found ourselves in that situation because that game should have been wrapped up. Missed opportunities, a stupid sending off. We're just contributing to our own downfall. And look, Arteta's contributing to his own dismissal if it ends up being the case. He's put all his trust and faith in the guys who continue to let him down and he's just so reluctant to try out the young lads. You know, a, a place is earned on merit, apparently, but then how can he justify picking the same Premier League side each week? You know, Willian, Bellerin, Shaka, Aubameyang, Holding, Lacazette. How, how can you turn around and tell Eddie Nketiah and Balogun that their goals in the Europa League don't really count for much? How can you tell Joe Willock and Maitland-Niles that the performances in the Europa League won't earn you a place in the Premier League starting eleven? How can you tell Cedric Suarez that he's solid enough to play each Europa League game, but he's not good enough to play a minute of Premier League football when Bellerin can't even take a proper throw in? You know, is he playing these guys in the Europa League as a way of putting them in the shop window for January, maybe? Because I don't see how you can ask guys to go out and do a job, have them do it, and not reward them. And then ask your league team to do a job and they fail to do it, but they keep their place. The only two positives from this game is that Xhaka got sent off, Bellerin got a yellow, which means they both missed the Southampton game on Wednesday. So he's no choice but to play someone else. But like, is that what it's become in this team? Is that what it's going to take for guys to get an opportunity? Like, are we going to overlook the good performances in Europe and you only get a chance when guys get themselves suspended? Like, that shouldn't be the case. I don't care if the Europa League is seen as lesser competition and the opposition on paper are supposedly weaker. You send out a team to do a job, whoever the opposition is. If they go out, they get the job done. You need to have faith in them that they can do it on the bigger stage against better teams. Like, How are we going to know how good these guys are if they never get a chance? Like, How do you explain to these lads that Shaka, Elneny and Bellerin are better? Telling Enketia, our top scorer in all competitions, that Lacazette is better than him, even though you score and he doesn't. I mean, come on, like, like how long before these guys say to themselves, you know, my talents are wasted here, let's go somewhere else. And look, as we record this, I see that we've drawn Benfica in the next round, which is a tough game. And, you know, is he going to bring in the experienced lads to this game? And is he going to drop the kids altogether? Or will he play them? You know, if you trust them enough to play Benfica, surely you trust them enough to play the likes of Burnley. 
So we've another game ahead on Wednesday against Southampton. And he needs something huge from the team. But he's got to make the changes. So look, I'm still with the manager. I see no sense in sacking someone coming towards the transfer window. He'll have his targets lined up. And if, if you remove him, you know we could miss out on making any signings at all. The problem we face now is that the targets being mentioned are so Bosley. Like, are these guys realistic anymore? Are, are those guys gonna join a relegation dogfight? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I really don't. I, I think guys like Buendia are more realistic, and, and I definitely feel like he can add something. But that may be our level now. We can forget about top European prospects. We might have to start looking closer to home. You know, we'll be competing with Brighton, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, and the likes for players. When we want to be up there competing with Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea. But we're absolutely all over the place as a club and as a team. So they say it gets worse before it gets better. But I just don't know how much longer Arteta will be afforded to make it better. So we're looking ahead to Wednesday. We don't have the cushion of Europa League this week to somewhat ease the pain. We're, we're not back in action there to February and look, the easy games are over from this point in that competition. Southampton having a really good season, sitting fourth on the table, and at this moment in time, you know, I struggle to see where we pick up points. So hopefully an injection of new legs in the team might spur us on to a better performance and a much-needed three points. So thanks again for listening, guys. Try to remain positive that there's better to come. So we'll get there eventually. So come on, you Gunners. <laughs>